Hold on, hold on. I was muted. It's 2022. I'm still muting myself. My Wi-Fi still sucks, but it's train wreck tonight. 238 sponsored by Outlet Liquor, the place to buy a case tonight. We're talking. Well, first of all, we have a very special guest. We'll, t- we'll introduce him after this. Talking Buffalo Bisons. We got Buffalo Bracket. And I thought the slap that our Bachelor Insider gave me, Katie Stewart, a couple years ago, was the worst slap I've ever seen. But we're going to be talking about hashtag the slap tonight. Here we go. You don't stop. You don't stop. You don't stop. You don't stop. Follow me into the great unknown Where pink flamingos grow Diet soda flows and what you take Magically regenerates On supermarket shelves The ovens clean themselves You don't pay the tab till the last drop So we all ride for nothing Cause this train never stops Folks, train wreck tonight. Two thirty-eight sponsored by Outlet Liquor. Let's bring the boys in. We got DJ Supreme. We got Maniac, and our very special guest, Pat Malacaro. Pat, how are we tonight? Hi guys, it's uh, fun to chat with you. And I saw the the tweet a couple minutes ago. A lot's changed in the twenty months uh, since the last time we talked. So it's been fun, and uh, looking forward to checking in with you guys tonight here. Yeah, isn't that crazy? I mean, I feel, yeah, I, I was rocking the mustache. It was long hair days. I mean, I was looking back, uh, honestly, I don't know how I got into it, but it was, I was looking at my phone, pulling back to the old videos, and I was looking at like March 2020 to June 2020. And what a weird time that was. Like, what, like you said, two years ago, 20 months ago, you know, playing heads or tails for 20 bucks, like things like that. Just crazy stuff. It really was. Like, my biological clock was ridiculous. I was not on a work schedule at all. It was up at up like a chicken at 5:25 a.m. because it was five minutes till KBO action, baby. But no, what a different we what a different what a we have a treasure trove of action we are on the fringe of, and we have been deprived of it for almost 780 plus days. It is incomprehensible, Pat. How excited are we for this Buffalo Bison stampede to let loose? Now, I can't wait for, for the season to start in just over a week from now. You're right. I mean, we we haven't had a real opening day. We we had one August 10th last year against Rochester, but you know, that was after the team was in Trenton for the first couple months of the year. For us to be having a full season now under our belts, uh, hopefully here in 2022, it's going to be a lot of fun. I know 
today just we had a big announcement with the two new jerseys that we unveiled uh, for this season, which I think look really sharp. So new jerseys, uh, Casey Candell, our manager's back, who helped lead the team to a division championship last year, which will be the only division championship in the Northeast Division in the AAA East because we're now back to the International League, and that's on the ball of wax. So, yeah, there's a lot of things to be excited about as we uh, are eight days away from the season starting. And Maniac, it's been crazy the past, what, uh, the past two two summers have been Buffalo Blue Jays up in the Seneca One Tower, Club 25. Okay. I was in the middle. I was, oh, I was in the middle of a share screen, and then it didn't work. Oh, come on here, come on, Buffalo Bisons, don't let me down. There it is. There is the yeah, beautiful baby blue. You love to see the branding synced up, and it kind of reminds you of the eras of the Bisons. You had that green and red uh, when they were with the Indians. You had the uh, the brief, you know, Mets kind of flirtatious, and this you love to see it line up because I mean, let's face it, you love to see as great as my Vladimir Guerrero Jr. red jersey is. You love to see when uh, they sync up the clubs. And the parent club was paying love. Uh, but I'm just so excited to have them back. We go here. Uh, what do I got? I got some unsolicited footage. The Buffalo Bisons did not sign off on this, folks. I'm being a bad boy. Who do you got at the buzzer? But, uh, no, seriously, it's one of the greatest parts of going to a Bisons game. It's all the action hanging around you. Let's face it. You're seeing athletes that are at the top of their level. Sometimes you see them down on rehab assignments. Maybe they're struggling. You're seeing MLB ball players. But you're getting all that fun action. I mean, I couldn't believe Star Wars Day uh, with how crazy it was. With I mean, the, I mean, I, I was flabbergasted. But the one thing that took my breath away, Pat, was Kids Day. I mean, my goodness, there is like I was having fun at Star Wars Day. I was having fun at like some of the other themes day. On Kids Day, I was just saying like for my life. <laughs> and and that's another thing that we haven't had the ability with us playing in August and then into September last year and just such a short lead time, we didn't have a kid's day. We're having one again this year. So to have all the kids at the ballpark, whether it's all those, you know, cartoon, uh, baby shark, you know, SpongeBob, baby all those shark different theme songs. It, it's unbelievable. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. And my partner it was Duke, unbelievable in 2019. My partner Duke, who has a couple of grandkids, he gets into it. He does the, the, the whole thing, the, the, Small one, all, all of it. And I have know nothing about Duke's all about it. And it's, it's a lot of fun. Well, that's awesome. And Pat, there's, there's a ton of changes that were made to the ballpark itself with the Blue Jays coming in and, you know, you, you got to speak very highly of what the Blue Jays did to, to grow the game of baseball in Buffalo, giving a real, a true treat, not just one year, but two years in a row playing some MLB games in Buffalo, you know, history being made. Now, with the configurations of the ballpark, you know, they, they changed some things around. There were new lights put in. There was, you know, the, the bullpens changed from down the baselines to the outfield. You know, I, do you know how much of that is staying, even though the Blue Jays are back up north now? You know, are, are some of those changes, you know, going to be persistent? Yeah, I'd say at least 75 to 80% of what changed uh, the last couple of years. And that's another interesting part of it all is in 2020, uh, when the Blue Jays made the announcement that they'd be coming to Buffalo on July 24th of that year, they had really like three weeks to get the ballpark ready. So it was a lot of temporary um, structures put up inside the ballpark in the in the parking lot. Uh, there was a temporary compound built. Well, with the additional lead time of last year, the Blue Jays were able to make a lot of permanent changes um, to, to Salem Field and make it uh, one of the most, if not the best, minor league facility 
in all minor league sports. And I rival it with, with a lot of facilities, even some of the, the older big league facilities in terms of the home clubhouse, because if you've ever been inside Salem field before and taken a tour, the visiting and the home clubhouses have flip-flopped and what used to be the home clubhouse is now the visiting clubhouse. And if you ever came and were taking part in the batting cages underneath the, the ballpark, those are gone. And that's now just one big part of the home clubhouse, whether it's the the uh, locker room itself, there's a weight room, there's a full-size double three-size kitchen, you know, it's, it's massive. And all that leads into what used to be the visiting clubhouse, which is now a coach's area, our clubhouse manager's area, and a lot of just random spots, the showers, all those different things. So those are permanent changes that the Bison's clubhouse went from, let's say, you know, a thousand square feet to 5,000 square feet on a scale comparison. I mean, it is five times the size, at least, of what it used to be. And that's permanent. That's forever. The batting cages in the parking lot now are there forever. You can hook up a laptop. You could watch your swings from the night before, even set up a, a camera in, in the batting cage with you, watch it on the on the, on the the TVs. And then you, you talked about the bullpens. Those are big league caliber bullpens in right center field. Those are there for good. Those aren't going anywhere. And the lights are, you know, brighter than, than I've ever remember them. Uh, I, I drove into the ballpark last year. Every season on opening day, we have uh, all the news channels out to do uh, their morning show with us. Uh, honest to God. So I live in South Buffalo and I got on Route 5 heading up towards the Skyway. And as soon as I got to Tip Farms, I could see the glow of the ballpark. The lights are so bright. You can see them from wow. South Buffalo, basically. No, that's incredible. I mean, so, you know, obviously all the Toronto Blue Jays, the the branding, the logos for the Jays, that's all coming down. But it sounds like the Blue Jays are leaving not just a lasting impression in terms of the memories they left us with as fans, but, you know, on the ballpark itself, that I find it crazy that they five, five times the size now, the clubhouse of what it used to be. That's incredible. Yeah, and it, it was a joint effort between the Blue Jays and, and our parent company, Rich Baseball Operations, because, you know, what what were the standards in especially 1988 when the ballpark was built, but even in the 2000s when a lot of changes of adding in weight rooms and things like that were made? Well, those standards have changed in 15, 20 years. So it was something that we did in partnership with the Blue Jays. And it's something both of us know that when we have the best facilities, that means whether it's minor league free agents, coaches, whatever, they all want to come to Buffalo and play for Buffalo or manage in Buffalo. And a quick example is Christian Colon won the World Series in 2015 with the Royals, had what was the game-winning hit. And I gave him a tour, a lot of the players a tour, the day before the first game. And here's a guy who was playing on the biggest stage, and he turned to me halfway through and said, I want to sign up to be a Bison next year because it's so good of, of the facilities now. So that just gives you an example of, of what it means to have those type of upgrades in, in, in what we've done with the Blue Jays the last two years and what it means to bringing in free agents in its in the minor league setting to make everybody better. I mean, it's not only the Buffalo Bills that are pulling in first-class free agents. No, the Buffalo Bisons are bringing the hottest free agents into town now. It's incredible. Yeah, and it, it's great Why for, wouldn't for you Buffalo. want to go into that atmosphere? Sorry. Yeah, and, and if, if next time you guys are at the ballpark, uh, you know, I definitely have to, to try and take advantage and see some of those sites because uh, they're pretty cool. And, you know, I know you guys have come up to games and, and seen in the press box before. It's that the press box itself is the same as it was before, but uh, a lot of the areas uh, underneath, and if you have had a chance to tour it before, if not, 
uh, they're, they're great. I consider yeah. myself one of the PBBs, one of the press box boys now. So I'm looking forward to a uh, Hawaiian shirt Sunday. Um, can't come here soon enough. And yeah, looking forward to all the fun at the, uh, I mean, a clubhouse five times the size. I can't imagine what those post-game sellies are going to be like. That's going to be some incredible media. And DJ Supreme. I mean, Salem Field back in the Buffalo bracket 2023? I mean, well, based on this insider insight from courtesy of Pat, I, it'd be hard to leave out. I, they were they were out, um, well, for the past couple of years, needless to say, like in 2020, they were out just because, you know, we didn't want to, we didn't want to tease anybody with, you know, certain things like you know it was it was it was a tough time as we talked about well, that's how crazy both, tonight that's how crazy both the windows were though in march of both years we didn't think the blue jays were coming either time there was it was shrouded in mystery very true even even when uh, thinking back to it when we talked in june of 2020 the conversations hadn't even started really about the blue jays playing in buffalo that's how quick all of that came together literally in weeks in July and into August of 2020 for the Blue Jays to have to play in Buffalo. And, you know, whether it was our front office with the Blue Jays and then the construction that all happened, it's it's almost amazing to think that the Blue Jays were able to play in Buffalo as quickly as they were that year. It's Supreme, remember we were saying, like, they, they the, the Bisons and the Salem Field, they brought a light from, like, Orchard Park football field. <laughs> the, the two corner lights were just, like, were laughing. Yeah. How did they do everything so quick? It was incredible. Oh, it was, in, it was insane. It was, yeah, they were, they were like rent the center type lights, but they were, you know, nothing you could buy on transit road. I mean, they had to bring these in from somewhere. They were, they were big and they were official, but they were portable. And it was interesting to hear Pat, what you said, how, how like, you know, I guess maybe, maybe it was a little bit easier though, to set up some of that stuff, considering that first year, there was no fans at all in the ballpark or like, were there like very few fans? I, I remember that there was none, right? None at all. And just a, a press players, team personnel, that was it, right? So yeah, yes, and, I, and 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 that's why, you know, the 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 ballpark for players and because our ballpark wasn't set up as a major league stadium currently at the time, you were able to use the concourse for um for extra batting cages and the weight room was was in the concourse. So you, you couldn't get an ice cream that night, but but you could go lift weights in between your at bats if you wanted to or take some swings in the cage and talk about, you know, the change from 20 to 21. Well, one of the things, because it happened so quick, the, the compound that the, the players used was a temporary structure and it, it was a portable structure, but it was set up for the year. It wasn't grounded. It didn't have the ability to be grounded. So with no fans in the ballpark, if there was a light, if there was lightning, I think within 15 miles of the, of the ballpark and the game had to be stopped, well, the players had to actually go up into the suites and it's not like all 25, 30 players could huddle into the same suite because of social distancing and all the restrictions in place. Um, and because there was nobody in the ballpark, the suites were actually used as, for lack of a better term, the, the storm shelter for, for players. So when at Tampa Bay, one of the first games uh, that, that was played in Buffalo, I think there was a played on a Saturday and they had you know, torrential rain came through. Well, all the players had to rush from the dugout through the stadium, up the stairs, into the suites. Now, in a 2021, because it was more time to get a more a more permanent-ish structure, it was grounded. So if there was a lightning delay, um, the team was able to go back to that clubhouse. But those are the things that 
you would not have been able to see, maybe wouldn't know because, you know, add in the fact that, you know, Blue Jays broadcasts were being handled from up in, in, in Toronto from Mission Control at Sports Center Studios. Um, you know, everybody, what hardly anybody was on site uh, at, at ballparks in 2020 broadcast wise. So you might not know things like that, that, that had to happen because of the way Salem field is constructed. No. Yeah. There's, I feel like there's going to be so many stories like that where I, I had no clue. I don't think any of us did about, you know, just the different things that happen. And, and baseball is definitely that type of game where there's so many stories and, you know, it, it, th- things within the game where it's so interesting. Uh, but yeah, it, it it was interesting for us too, because boys, we, we had sort of the ultimate bird's eye view, a truly unique perspective from up on the 25th floor of the Seneca One Tower. And big, big thanks again to to the folks over there for setting that up for us. But we were able, like the fact that we were able to watch these games live and we were like, I mean, like we're media, but we weren't credentialed into the ballpark. Like, like you know, anybody from the newspaper, for example, would have been. and it was interesting seeing things from above, you know, I feel like we got a different perspective that way, but it was a, it was a very cool time to watch baseball and a, a great way to watch baseball. I remember tracking out, out uh, fly balls to the outfield. You literally, you can only rely on the guys like where they were running and then what happened on the scoreboard because we could not track the ball whatsoever. Hey, Hey Supreme. One thing we could track the weather. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the yeah. clouds. And- <laughs> I, I think I think the game Pat mentioned where the Rays with the torrential downpour was the one where Tybee got the time lapse on the storm yes. coming in. It was crazy. We have never seen a storm bad. We could see it, uh, Pat. It looked like it was in like Chictawaga. We're like, oh, those are some clouds on the rise, and they just rushed right in. Yep, and the Doppler it's radar nuts. going. Oh, yeah. Hey, by the way, uh, just coincidentally. Uh, was on a bachelor party in Tampa this past weekend, so we made the quick drive. Nice. Checked hey. out the boys in Dunedin. I will say real quick, I'm not going to spiel, but if you're a big baseball person and you want the minor league baseball experience at a major, at a full-on major league roster level, obviously timing has to be right because, you know, typically all starters aren't in the lineup for a full game or whatnot at that level. But, I mean, I saw Vlad walk by me about 15 feet away and, we had like a really great casual interaction with Robbie Grossman uh, in right field for the uh, Detroit Tigers, who's like, you know, a top 50 MLB player. So baseball and fan interaction is back, and it was awesome. Uh, people were a buzz in Dunedin. That's awesome. Nice. Just that's like great. Buffalo is a buzz about something else, Supreme. Yeah, that's right, folks. We're in the second round, and, we, and before we get to our update, we are – Full tilt on the Buffalo bracket. We got storylines. You want to talk about things heating up and excitement. We got excitement around the the Buffalo Bisons returning to Buffalo to play home games for the first time in two years. But we also have excitement about something else.
That's right, folks. We're back. The 2022 Buffalo bracket. We're, we're in the uh, South Towns region in the second round here. We're about halfway complete with the voting for the second round. And it has been the biggest second round in in uh, Buffalo bracket history, folks. I mean, this this second round might be more popular than all of our others combined in years past here in our fourth year in Trainwreck Sports. Uh, but L, wanted to kick it over to you before we get into the North Towns matchups. I, you know, to me, there was one clear shocker uh, out of this uh, second round of voting. And I wanted to break it down and get your take. You, you, L, tell the folks what I'm talking about. Okay, I think we're, I think we're talking about three-seed Loganberry against the six-seed Howard picking the Bills. This kind of reminds me of a two-seed Villanova against a five-seed Houston. Houston, the five-seed, as the favorite, as they should have been. Uh, Howard, six seed, underdog. No, Howard, in my opinion, in that, in that matchup, should have been minus five, six, seven percent. He ends up losing to Loganberry 54 to 46 percent after 6,000 total votes. Actually, 6,076 to be exact. That many people in Western New York and whoever voted loves Loganberry that much? Like, I thought with the social media presence, with Jeremy, the WGR gang, Howard losing in the second round after the run he made last year, Supreme and Maniac. That's that that is a big time upset by Logan Barry. Yeah, I think it was a bit of a, a maybe not an upset, you know, in in a sense that the the three seed beat the six, but a letdown. I would say is yep. probably how Howard and and the folks over at WGR are feeling. I mean, and there was a there, there was some clamoring. When the bracket got released about the disrespect, I believe, was the uh, phrase that that Jeremy used to describe the six seed. And I guess I, I Howard was fighting tooth and nail for pretty much this entire matchup. I think I, I don't think it was ever outside of like a uh, like 55, 45, one way or the other. So it like it, it was at 50, 50 for probably a thousand straight votes. Like there was like almost an even amount, like 500 on each side came in yesterday evening. Uh, for both Loganberry and then more for Howard, we were tracking it, and you know when you have so many votes like that, it was just incredible to see it come in and be so close for most of it. You wake up this morning, you know we we put out a tweet on the uh, on the Trainwreck platform about the close matchup, and I think it was 52-48 at that point. Loganberry pulls away. Maniac, what, what were you seeing there? I mean, just just the the second largest. I guess I would say the second largest train wreck sports Buffalo bracket poll of all time. Second to only Howard Simon picking the Bills versus the transit drive-in last year in the final four. So Howard, he's, I mean, very popular, uh, his picking Bills segment. But I was kind of shocked, Maniac, at the same time to see Logan Berry with, with over 3,000 votes for yeah, I mean, you don't have to be from Wichita State to find this one a shocker, uh, plain and simple. Uh, 6,000 votes in the second round. Uh, basically, Howard got more votes than virtually any other poll that has happened so far in this bracket. But still, he finds himself going home. Uh, and I want to break down some quick action I saw yesterday. I actually think uh, Howard was in the lead. Um, and then all of a sudden, we got the take. From, from Jeremy White, as you see here, as well as a take from the sponsored NBA post. Shout out NBA and Happy Hour Hoops. But no one actually likes Loganberry. 
And is this, is this a, is this, a, it's not a ratio, but it's almost there. It's, it's as close as Jeremy gets, honestly, I'll say that. Um, and he, he, he said a message. So I think that really, uh, I think that really turned the tide. And then you hate to see this. Ooh, it refreshed. But anyways, a guy dunked on Jeremy. You hate to see that. You hate to see that. You hate to see anybody I mean, get dunked on. We respect WGR. We respect Howard. Howard's a great, you know, he was a six seed and we, he was called underseeded, but it looked like he was properly seeded when he couldn't take care of a three seed. Plain and simple. I mean, guys, shout out to the committee. Pat, uh, Pat, I'm going to ask you first. Like, do you love Loganberry? Like, is that like one of your like favorite things about Buffalo? Yeah. And somebody growing up, uh, you know, going to Crystal Beach, that was like the, the drink of, of summer, you know, Loganberry and fries at the beach be, be something we did every day. Uh, so, yeah. I don't drink it as much maybe nowadays, but uh, definitely when I was a kid, that was, you know, a staple of the summer. I, 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 is that what you're getting at Connor's hot dogs? Yeah. There across the border, when we used to go to Crystal Beach, it'd be, be uh, always, okay. always getting Loganberry. And even when I've gone up to Toronto, people that have come down this way will say, ask me if I, if I've ever had it or if I like it. And, Sometime, sometime uh, Ben Wagner even had to bring it up to Toronto before he was part of the Blue Jays crew for, for some folks up there. So it's it's more widely known than maybe some people think. Oh, yeah. No, Loganberry, I mean, I, I was one of those folks where I thought, like, it, 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 I think Howard even tweeted this out himself today that he believed that this was, it was a bit of a look ahead for him, which is great. But one thing I wanted to point out is that Howard, I think for every single poll, you know, all the way from last year's first four to to like this morning or this afternoon, rather, when this poll wrapped up, he has always been a guy who says he votes for the other thing. Like whatever he's matched up against, he oh I'm I, I would definitely vote for this. Like you know oh, I, I love the power play. Like I'm definitely voting for them. Go donate. Like you know he always like you know <laughs> humbly puts puts a you know gives respect to the other team. And this time he's like. I've never had Loganberry and I'm taking it. I'm taking myself and he might, I don't, I don't know if he's feeling like he jinxed himself after that, but it, who knows? It was just, it was a crazy little thing that I caught early, uh, but wanted to, uh, with that being said, kick it over to the North Towns region, uh, our, our sweet 16 little recap of the second round action that took place earlier this weekend. You have number one seed chicken wings, getting it done against Jim Stakeout pretty handily. Uh, the probably the the blockbuster going into this second round was this Macy's place versus West Seneca Police Twitter matchup, uh, 4-12 matchup. Macy's had a commanding early lead and was chiming in about like there's no way you can pick the cops over pizza. Well, West Seneca Police Twitter came back with a with a Bernie Sanders esque uh, reply saying we are once again asking you to vote for us and got their you know, their Facebook involved and pretty much, I think it was like 58, 42 Macy's at one point. And over the course of like two or three hours, it completely flipped the other way for West Seneca police. Uh, they went on to get the W and face off against wings, a daunting opponent in the, in the sweet 16. Also probably one, a one B for me, at least a maniac. I know you had chimed in on this and Pat, I'm interested in your take. Almost gets knocked off by Tim Hortons. In a, in a very close, I think our closest matchup of the tournament, 51-49 loss for Elmo's. One of the highest ranked wing, wing spots from our, uh, you know, wingmen here, Maniac and myself. 
Uh, we've reviewed many, many winged places as we approach our set, our fourth season. Um, I, I guess we'll pause there, Maniac. I, could you believe this? Could you believe that the double dips went down to Burger King coffee? No, I uh, I could not believe it. Plain and simple. It was shocking. I thought that uh, Elmo's was going to roll in this matchup. But plain and simple, this just shows the regionalization of Tim Hortons. Uh, you know, it was probably getting big-time votes from the Southtowns. And unfortunately, uh, you know, I hate to say it because it is Al Southtowns, but they probably don't show much respect to Elmo's. Um, and instead, so Elmo's is kind of, you know, regionalized there. Like, I think about it, when I, when I looked at this loss, the thing I looked introspectively at is that North Towners always knew about Bar Mill, but South Towners don't know about Elmo's. That's that's my new wing take that I have. And, and I love it's that. Purple. I think that's pretty fair. Yeah, would you love say that take. Fair, yeah, I'm I'm a South Buffalo guy, and I had went to Elmo's for the first time in 2020, and I mean I, I knew what it was, but I definitely didn't go there as much as maybe places in the South towns that I've I've known about forever. Now, are you a uh, are you a barbell loyalist? The wings are really good. I like them down there. I I I don't venture much uh, out of South Buffalo ish, um, but uh, definitely if I'm oh, you're I'm a Smitty for... style guy. I forgot. Yep. Yep. Oh yeah, there you go. So, wait, what's your go to place in South Buffalo, Pat? There's a there's a bunch of good ones, no doubt. There are. Docs is pretty good. Uh, love going there. Uh, Buffalo Irish Center has really good wings. A place you wouldn't necessarily know or expect to, to go for wings but they got the really good smitty style i mean 911's really good i mean that's you know a popular place to go to but for me if if, if we're picking on a friday night i'd probably end up at irish center hey very nice that's actually uh somewhere we have not yet to review 911 tavern is also i mean they're a tough place with our with with us doing takeout style mm -hmm. orders for to keep things ethical so that we can review it either outside of the restaurant or you know in our first couple of seasons we were like taking it to a different location to review it there you can you can learn a lot from how a place does their takeout like macy's place for example probably one of if not the best places for takeout wings because of how they ventilate the top of the the uh, styrofoam box so that you don't get like the soggy you know wing when by the time you drive home and you're eating them they do a really great job um with both the well everything for them is to go so they figured that out i was going to say in-house but unless you're eating it in that little like tiny you know six by ten area in front of their counter which I, i'm sure they wouldn't like too much but 9-11 tavern i also pad you might have noticed this in the first round uh got knocked off by the buffalo zoo uh in in a in a, another shocker for me <laughs> you know people love love their 9-11 tavern i just i, I it's, it's somewhere that's eluded us because they're very tough, as I said, on, on takeout orders, um, and they don't like picking their phone up. So I've, the the quest continues not only for the perfect wing, but also the 911 wing. Um, but yeah, I guess to, to round up the North Towns region here, to no surprise of anybody, two seed Rick Jenneret takes care of Mighty Taco pretty handily. I mean, RJ, he's he's showing Final Four potential. Uh, he's got you know wings or west seneca police twitter if he's able to get around tim hortons you don't want to you don't want to disrespect tim hortons after what they did almost but you know it's there's some really interesting matchups out of the sweet 16 in the north towns region and hey guys real, real quick real quick can can west seneca police pull off that upset i think that they, the only way I, they, I can they can is if they 
They need a viral video of them eating wings, and they and they need to rally all their accounts for sure. But okay. they could okay. win it. With that said, if if Tim Hortons beats Rick Jenneret, I'll film myself going into ten separate Tim Hortons and doing Rick Jenneret's top ten calls from beginning to end because that just simply is not going to happen. Yeah, I'll I'll shotgun oh a Tim Hortons iced coffee, a, 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 at least medium if not large. If they beat Rick Jenner, I mean, <laughs> You're we're also captain style. I mean, we're, well, we're coming up here on on RJ night for the Buffalo Sabers, and this poll, I believe, will be live. If I'm looking at my calendar correctly here, it's going to go live on sometime Thursday, maybe even Friday. So the poll will be live during RJ night, and you're telling me, like, with that being top of mind, that he's going to knock off Tim Hortons. You know, I, I, as previously mentioned. Burger King coffee. I, I don't know. I just don't see it. But I, I'll, I'll listen. Maniac, we're, we got we got some bets with ourselves then if that happens. The crazier things have happened, like much like the Logan Berry versus uh, Howard matchup here. Uh, but moving on to the Niagara Frontier region, local breweries had had a bit of a tougher time getting past Mary Brothers Cider Mill, you know, a popular spot, sort of that Lancaster area. Uh, definitely in the fall time, they have, you know, Soviet style lines for their cider for the for the cinnamon donuts it's a great spot but they they gave local breweries a run but in the second round local breweries takes care of Buffalo Zoo as I had previously mentioned knocked off 911 Tavern is a bit of a first round upset and a shocker even though it was only an 8-9 matchup uh then you have uh cup and sharp pepperoni getting taken care of pretty easily by transit drive-in easily the most engaged team in terms of number of tweets and number of responses for the bracket thus far, I think they were uh, they were citing the movie Grease and how they might do a showing of that. I believe in in promotion of voting for them versus Cup and Char Pepperoni, uh, but they move on fairly easily, as we had mentioned. Uh, Loganberry, you know, a bit of a letdown spot for Howard picking the Bills. Loganberry moves on, and then summertime weather versus Chevetta's maybe the best timing for any team out of anyone, Pat, uh, with the with the flurries and the accumulations that we've had over the past 48 hours. Summertime weather, their poll goes up, uh, what was it, yesterday or the day before? And, you know, perfect time. Hey, late March in, in Buffalo, where else are you going to get, you know, a few inches of snow a couple weeks removed from 60, 70 degree temps? Summer weather, Chevetta's and Loganberry. Those are like three things that all go together. So is it? It's now two and three matchup is pretty tough one. Now that you look towards it, Transit Drive-In, another summer staple there. So it's a pretty good uh, Niagara Frontier Region bracket you got going. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. Great, great way of looking at the Sweet Sixteen. Maybe the the region of summer, if you will. Local breweries. I mean, grabbing a beer, sitting out on a patio, enjoying the nice a nice evening, nice long day over the summer. Yeah, L Maniac. What are your takes on this region? Who do you think? Who do you think moves on to the Elite Eight out of this one? I mean, I'll be honest with you. I, I hate to say <laughs> it. I, I hate. Yeah, exactly. He knows exactly what I'm gonna say. And this region to me is I'm not even gonna look at it anymore because I know it's gonna happen. It's gonna be the driving. Oh no. I'm sorry. I uh, it's just such a. By joke. the way, shame on this. Shame on this region. More like the Niagara Chalk Tier region. I mean, sheesh. <laughs> These people that and is, then pushing through the pushing through the one through four. Are you kidding me? Y'all like, are puppets. Y'all, you want to hear a take? And people aren't gonna like to hear this because they don't want to be bashed about this bracket, which they love so much. 
if we had rearranged the numbers on some of these things, they would have just voted the opposite way because they're just voting the seed numbers. Shame on you all. But Cup and Char Pep, I mean, you know, that was a pretty good battle. I'm not going to lie. Cup and Char Pep put up a legit battle against Transit Drive-In. Local breweries, they all need to rally together. The only way they will beat the Transit Drive-In and their multitude of screens is if the multitude of local breweries around Western New York rally together to beat Transit Drive-In or else they're in the final four. Yeah, all I'm going to say to both of you guys, all, or all of us here, is I'm going to say I'm sick of texting Supreme and texting Maniac. How did they do it again? How do they beat them? I'm done. It's going to happen. Transit Drive-In is going to beat breweries. And then they're gonna smoke Logan Barry. Don't you think? Don't you? But but for a championship, if they have to go against Chicken Wings, or they have to go against Josh Allen, don't you think they emptied the chamber last year by saying that if they lost to Howard Simon, they would literally have to get bought out by an AM radio station? Yeah, I I think that I think you're right though, Maniac. Where it's they they did what they needed to do to win last year, but because of that. Uh, if the fake news on Facebook talking about the AM radio tower, Patches O'Houlihan and Squire. I mean, it was hilarious reading it through. Don't get me wrong. And it made sense because being a, a non-Facebook guy like myself, I'm seeing all these hashtags come in on Twitter. Hashtag save the drive-in. Don't let them do this to the drive-in. I'm like, what? What are they talking about? And then I get a screenshot from, from uh, our Bachelor Insider, Kiki Mary, and she's she's like can you believe she's like is this real I'm like no no of course it's not but it was it was so funny to see how that all played out i it was it was heartbreaking for howard on the cinderella run that he had that he had to that he had to uh concede to fake news but i think that that with that being out there and transit driving having to do things you know sort of a little bit more by the book in terms of promotion they've just they've they've shamelessly retweeted quote tweeted put messages on Facebook, Instagram. I mean, they're everywhere with this stuff. So you got to gotta tip the cap to them. But Speaking of summer weather, guys, looking forward to seeing you at the ballpark this summer. Let me know when you come out to, to a Bison's game. I know, Maniac, we'll see you at a, quite a few this coming season in the press box. Can't wait to see you guys at Salem Field. Oh, thank we'll you be very there. much, Pat. Hey, thank you, Pat. You got it. Good, good night, night now, sir. Good night now. Good night now. <laughs> yeah! There he goes. He oh, said it. The picture. He's getting with it. Oh, classy as ever. Let's give a quick, quick uh, rundown of the South Towns region here. I know this is the voting for this is live right now. Uh, to no surprise of anybody, Josh Allen is absolutely crushing beef on Weck. Uh, another drubbing credit at the hands of Josh Allen. I think he beat first spring happy hour 96 to four. And he's doing something similar to beef on Weck, which you know, speaking of the transit driving, gave them a better run, their run for their money uh, in the second season in the 2020 Buffalo bracket. Um, we have Ted's taking on City Hall. Um, pretty confident that Ted's will get it done against City Hall after an exciting matchup against Seneca One Tower, a lot closer than anyone would have imagined. Um, that was a, that, that went down to the wire. Uh, another matchup that was about 50-50. Up until the last couple of hours, I thought we might be heading to overtime again in the 2022 bracket like we did last year. Uh, but some other things to look forward to. Barbell kind of beating up on Bison Dip, but we've been seeing some responses come through that this has been a, a, a tough choice for a lot of people. Not an easy decision, but it looks like Barbell, last I checked, it was a 68-32 lead from them 
so it could be different now. That was a couple hours ago. Anything can change in the Buffalo bracket. Uh, but Lloyd going up against great place to raise a family. Great place to raise a family off to the early lead, but Lloyd has a lot of pull. They have some very, very loyal fans. Uh, speaking of the Bachelor Insider, she is not one of them. Uh, and she has been getting into it with them pretty good uh, over the over the past of the first round and the second round. Um, said she wanted to extend her lease on the uh, rent-free living that she has inside of Lloyd's head uh, most recently. So uh, some some big talk coming out of the Bachelor Insider. Wow. Uh, but what do you guys see? I mean, it, it, it's similar to L just throwing in the towel on everybody but the transit driving for the. Niagara Chalk Tier region, as Maniac mentioned. Uh, Josh Allen, I mean, Final Four. It's like, who, who's going to who's gonna knock off Josh Allen in this region? It's just not... I, I, does anybody see it happening? Uh, Where's Lloyd needs to ride the momentum that they had. That's what yeah. I'm saying. And I mean, they can't give up now, but I mean, I you got to love to see this. You got to love when feuds get birthed out of the bracket. Local cabbage hater. Yep. I mean, I mean, the, cab- the, the cabbage hood. is kind of a joke. I mean, Oops, sorry. You don't love the cab? I like it. I think it's a good alternative to lettuce. I, uh, I, it's a nice change of pace, but like it, it, there's that picture obviously, and and maybe this will be a nice segue into some other current events. I mean, there's this picture floating around from the uh, from the slap last night. Uh, Will Smith just clocking Chris Rock after a GI Jane joke about Jada. And there's this picture floating around because they have cameras everywhere at the Oscars, obviously. And they like everybody's what everybody's live reaction was like all these A-list celebrities, you know, people grabbing their face, the rock and like everybody. And it was just, it's just, that's the way I feel like Lloyd looks at you. If you try and order lettuce instead of cabbage with your taco or your burrito. So it's like, it's Lloyd, their food is so delicious. I'll say that a million times, but some of like the, 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 the little judgy at times, a little pretentious at times. So I think that that, that kind of works against them. I mean, it's hard to argue against family and and this Buffalo being a great place to do it, but I don't know if, if, if there's anyone who can get it done with the, with the loyal Lloyd followers that exist on Twitter, and across social media, I, I think that they could get it done. So I guess with that, folks, make sure you're casting those votes in the 2022 Buffalo bracket. Again, second round has been our biggest ever. We're not slowing down anytime soon. We also have coming up tomorrow, the Southern tier region. I mean, some more exciting matchups out of here. I I mean, good neighbors taking care of the polar plunge. This was this was a bit more of a blowout region, but Sabres Twitter, very hot, knocking off a three-seed Niagara Falls. Uh, Wegmans, Elmwood Village, you know, at, at Griselda Records with another year-over-year disappointing performance. Uh, but lack of traffic versus uh, Brother Bill game day videos. I think Brother Bill might be our Cinderella of destiny this year. And, you know, he, he handled Paula's. It was... 70 30 Pauls at one point. Brother Bill flipped the script and, and almost completely flipped the voting once he started getting his fans involved with this. I mean, Paul's Donuts is great, but the game day videos move on. So, again, folks, keep it locked on Trainwreck Sports on Twitter. 
We'll have links up from Instagram. Uh, we have, you know, the polls going on. We have the Southern Tier region set to go live tomorrow into Wednesday. And then we have uh, we have the Sweet 16 coming up uh, over the span of the weekend. There'll be some overlap with RJ Knight on Friday night. Very exciting time uh, to be a Sabres fan. And then also the final four matchups um, for the NCAA tournament. Two big ones, two blue bloods uh, in the four final four coming up Saturday night. So keep it locked here, folks. And this bracket never stops. That's all. Huge, huge weekend, weekend ahead. Then you got the Masters the following week. The rumors of Tiger Woods potentially still competing. His oh, name is I, saw still you, not I saw your quote tweet, Dale. Yeah, dude, that's, <laughs> that's super exciting. Oh, I couldn't. I couldn't on. believe when I was checking the odds today on uh, Seneca or on Bring Your Own Bet for Buffalo Creek. Like, there's like thirty to thirty-five golfers with worse odds than him. I know. What's he at now? Like sixty to one, sixty-six to one, sixty sixty-six to one. Wow. Wow. But that's not violently different than 2019, where he was forty to one. I know. I know. It's 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 absolutely insane. We got Cody coming in, asking if the train ever stops. Cody Miles. I don't even know who the hell that is. Um, Cody Miles. Must be be someone new on the train, but to put it politely, no. I'll put our Captain Ferdinand on on anyone for sure. But, uh, no, shout out to him and Slicker killing it uh, this past weekend at Nickel City Wrestling over at uh, Batavia Downs. Guys, I don't know about you guys waking up this morning, how late you stayed up last night. I could not believe waking up, checking my phone, and every tweet was Will Smith. I'm like, what on earth is going on? Because I completely missed that last night. I was in bed before 10.30, I believe. And yeah, everything, I'm like, oh my God. And what, 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 do you guys, what are your takes on this stuff, Sleep? Um, my take, I think, I mean, if people, people... Like, it's just overreaction central. It was wild to see something. I feel like it's been a little while, at least in the entertainment world, where something has taken over quite like this. I mean, there's been all the, the Kim and Kanye breakup stuff, Skeet and what's he doing now, and, like, you know, it, like all that stuff. But it would kind of trickle in. It would be here and there. It wasn't exactly just the complete takeover of memes and, you know, this slap and this person and, the uncensored video and you know, like what, yeah, what Will Smith had to say after he did it. I just couldn't help but thinking much on the Kanye point where like, if it were, if it were different people, how would that same instance have gone down? Like if, like if Kanye West went up there and, and slapped Chris Rock for, for what he thought was a bad joke, like it, like <laughs> they would have to send him to Mars, you know, like, look what he had, look what happened after the Taylor Swift incident. So I think with, um, yeah, with all this, it's been it's been crazy to see. I think like the amount of live reactions that they're able to get. I know I referenced it in you know the Buffalo bracket uh, second round update, but it, it's just wild with technology being the way that it is right now. There's something like that happens, and there's so many different angles. There's reactions. There's you know Denzel Washington, you know, over to the side talking him down afterwards. You know, I don't know, Maniac. What, what was your take on this whole thing? Uh, a couple of takes. First off, I was just like you, Al. I came home uh, from the Batavia Downs event last week, which we have a clip of, by the way. Uh, but also, 
Uh, like, you know, just went to bed at like 8.30 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time, which is record like early for me. I don't think I've been asleep that early in probably a year plus. Um, went to bed, woke up tweet about one single event that happened uh i thought instantly that they did a way better job than miss universe if it was set up and fake uh because this was amazing i i think it's real but i also want it to be real like i think when he was walking up there chris rock thought he was gonna like put him in like a headlock or like give him like a noogie or something like that and he just slapped like the shit out of him so i mean i thought it was i mean overall if i had used one word incredible but but here's the deal I agree. I think it's real too, but why would it be fake? What's the point of making it fake? So more buzz. Oscars Oscars ratings are down like seventy percent over the last like five eight years. Yeah, not not anymore. But I, and yeah. everyone's but, but, everyone's talking about ratings. the next day. Everyone's yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. the slap the next day. I agree, but like, okay, am I going to watch the Oscars next year because of that? Like, oh, that's Chris a, Rock, Will Smith, round two. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just I think. I think if it were fake, it, like it just would have went a little bit differently. You could tell Will Smith was kind of like he was genuinely upset. The screaming the after, after the screaming oh, yeah. after was like the most real thing to me because it was embarrassing for everybody. It looked uncomfortable. Yeah. If he had yeah, sat back yeah. down, if he had gone, if he had gone, I just got like the shit slapped out of me by Will Smith. And speaking of hard hitting movies this year. Like, like I would have been like, okay, like then that was like, yeah, yeah, but he yeah, like, yeah. he like literally was like, sh- like, like shook as a person, yeah. like that it happened, like he was saying the wrong things. And obviously, this is a guy who like lives his life in front of huge crowds. Like he's not like shook or anything by that, of course. Yeah. So that yeah. was if you had to take thing, not the act of it itself, but the post action is what makes me think it's real. Yeah. And no, I think yeah, it was think- caused because Will Smith laughed and then he looked and saw Jada was pissed. And he's like, I got to do something to like, you know, get back on like the right side of this. Yeah, I was like, Dwayne was talking in the chat this morning. I don't know if he, he was saying he, who knows if Will Smith got the joke right away. You know what I mean? He, he could have been yeah. just like, he, Will Smith could have been auto laughing, not yes. even like knowing. Which is, like, it, you, when they're in the front row and a million cameras are on you, they're all guffawing it up at everything at those shows. Oh yeah, and he was yep. like, I mean, he was one of the, you know, with his his performance in King Richard, like he was. He was like front and center of a lot of the media coverage beforehand too. So I was like you too. I was I was in bed by the time it happened, waking up to it. It was like, wait, what, what happened? Yeah. So it's, it's, and it's like Will Smith. You don't expect it out of you know the Fresh Prince. You know, it, it, no. he seems to be a, a very mild mannered, you know, positive guy at least with what he portrays. But I, I, everybody reaches a point. So I think uh, the other take that I agree with, I think Dana White had said something. Yeah. Did he said something about like? <laughs> That Chris Rock has chin. Like, really, I mean, I wouldn't want to get slapped across the face by Will Smith. He's a huge dude. And it, like, especially full power like that. And and Chris Rock just kind of took it and was smiling. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? And yeah. and I went to show, apparently. So that was crazy. Absolutely insane. Hey, speaking of insane, I know I mentioned it, just so I want to sort of skirt over it. Our guy, Slick Al at Batavia Downs, was lucky enough to catch up with their women's champion, Jasmine Allure, after her big victory at Batavia Downs. You bet your ass event. 
Folks, Slick out with Trainwreck Sports here with Jasmine Allure after successfully retaining her NCW women's title. Jasmine, how do you feel after the match? Amazing. I'm top tier. Like, it was obvious I was going to win. I've worked hard for every single one of my wins against the very best. I've proven that I'm top tier. And once again, tonight, I am still your champion. Absolutely. Top tier and Fatal 4-Way match. Did you have any doubts going into the Fatal 4-Way? Being Haley J, Catalina, where she been, and the other girl, I don't even know her. So. And speaking of which, with Catalina and Jade, obviously some unexpected beef there. Were you expecting any temporary alliances to get that belt and retain that belt, or were you just doing your thing out there? I was definitely expecting it, but obviously I was doing my thing because I'm top tier, and that's what I do. You heard it here first, folks. One more question, Jasmine. Does this train ever stop? Absolutely not. You heard it here first, folks. Good night now. Just an oh, awesome time at Batavia Downs. We lost Al momentarily, and that's okay. Hopefully, oh, he, he might be coming did right we, back. Did we get reconnected with Al? All right, he's back. He's there back. He is. But yeah, it was an awesome time uh, at the event. And yeah, great weekend. And all in all, I'm looking forward to another great one ahead. Final Four, WrestleMania, all action on Train Rec Sports. Oh, that's right. No, I, it was a big weekend. I think, like, particularly exciting for me. And and it looked like you guys had a blast at that event uh, last night. But but like these these college basketball games, truly March Madness. I mean, you when uh, watching St. Peter's take care of Purdue the way that they did, or just like some of the battles that took place in the Sweet Sixteen. I mean, it was it was so entertaining to watch. It was such a great weekend for sports, and you know another. It's it it's not slowing down anytime soon, as you said. Final Four this weekend, say WrestleMania this weekend, and then the Masters right after. It's incredible. It truly is an incredible time. But you got me emotional. It's finally time for me to address it on my shoutouts here. Uh, we got to talk about the bad news as we're wrapping up here on Trainer Tonight. There has been a lot of good news, and there is it's not the worst news, but it is news. Uh, unfortunately, Buffalo Bulls coach Felicia Leggett Jack has left us, has left the Bulls community for Oranger Pastures. The Syracuse Orange head coach, um, I think, uh, you know, I speak for all of us. So I say, you know, we're very thankful for the opportunities she gave us uh, with the Bulls. Uh, she gave us some awesome times. Here's a clip we got. Her. So this just sums her up to me. It's like just after a win, like who grabs the microphone and just starts screaming at the crowd? Pretty, I, mean, bro, I mean, bro, she's incredible. Absolutely pretty unbelievable incredible. clip. Unbelievable clip uh, there. The other one. Um, so, again, this is just her getting an award. I think it was for uh, the most wins in UB history or something. Again, she had a lot of accolades, obviously, with the Bulls. Um, again, and so this was kind of a nice poetry uh, thing. Went out on, uh, on top. The most views we ever got doing an interview with Coach Jack was her last one. Uh, that we had with us. That was very awesome. And obviously, they were able to win the MAC championship and go out on top of the conference. And who can forget? Hello. I just want to say congratulations to Trainwreck. 200th episode. Oh, my goodness. Already? Well, just want to say congratulations from Coach Jack and our women's basketball program. 200 today. 
200 more coming soon. Congratulations and go Bulls. Oh, I I can't wait till we get her for 300 when she's rocking the cues. <laughs> she's gonna be she's gonna she's gonna be walking off a chopper by then, dude. This is gonna be crazy. I will right. say, listen, I love you, B. She's already getting like like the it's already the global reach with her being a cues, and it was this it was different. It was like the vibe wasn't that they got a new coach. It was all like welcome home was like the vibe. Like so, it, yeah. it was different than like you know every other coach. But not to validate, it still hurts. It's going to resound in UB women's basketball, unfortunately, for some time, likely. Yep. And hopefully they can uh, hit on another candidate and do half as well as she did because there was a lot of success there. Yeah, I mean, you have to say it. I mean, the, the Oats of LJ years were incredible. I mean, that, that, that period, that time period when UB uh, basketball. November just... 2018 was a hell of a time. Yep. Oats, Oats yeah. Jack, Leipold. March, got... March 2019. When they both won, yeah, the the MAC championship same that, weekend yep. out in Cleveland. And again, that we're hoping incredible. you know with a full spring practice, linguists can start doing uh, you know some of the stuff that like Lance didn't have great success right away. You yep. know, it took some time, so we'll hope for that. And then yep. yeah, we got to reload in basketball. I mean, because you got the news with with Ronaldo uh, going uh, pro, Mister Segu going to the association. Men's and women's will both have to do big reloads, but. Luckily, they have a very loyal Buffalo fan base behind them. For sure. Yep. I mean, Coach Jack, awesome. Awesome. The best. The way she coached, the way she interacted with us, they just feel very welcome in our uh, UB covers just all, all around. And it stinks that she has to go down the 90 to the orange. But, hey, you know what? It's a big, big opportunity for her. And here at Trainer Sports, we wish you all the luck, Coach. And I can kiss her butt till the end of forever or whatever, but it's very rare that there's someone who like everybody thinks is awesome and everybody is like enthused about and everybody thinks is great. And that's what she is. So oh, she's got a great one and hopefully uh, you'll be looking at another one. I, I will be cheering for Syracuse women's basketball and their success. A hundred percent. That's Let's yeah. Go. Everyone loves oh, it. Yeah. I, yeah. I've never met a hater. I've never met a hater about FLJ. Yeah. Very inspiring uh, folks. And that's what she does. She says it takes a village and we fight on. And that's this train never stops here on uh, Train Rock tonight, 238. 200 more, baby. Let's go. Hey, we're closer than that. We're what? A buck 62. Come on. <laughs> we are gone. Very fun time. Final four on deck. WrestleMania, yep. Masters next week. It's a very exciting time to be a uh, sports fan. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that wraps it up here. Train Rock tonight, 238, sponsored by Outlet Liquor. A couple big weeks ahead. Honestly, every weekend's big. We always find a way to make the weekends big, right? There's always sporting events. It doesn't matter what it is. There's always something going on. Baseball's coming back. So the strength's never stopping. That's the point I'm trying to make. So tune in. And folks, have a good night.